Registering for your wedding can be overwhelming, but it doesn't have to be when you register at Crate & Barrel. Crate & Barrel's expertly curated assortment means you don't have to search or sort through tons of items because they've selected the best of the best to make choosing the perfect items for your home easy. Their modern styled collection features modern design with a classic twist, so you don't have to worry about items going out of style next year. Crate & Barrel items are made to be statement pieces in your home today and for years to come. Crate & Barrel also makes it fun with a private party just for engaged couples. Each month, they close the store for an event to host you and your fiancé, give you undivided attention, and bring in the best vendors to answer all of your specific product questions. I certainly hope that when Peter gets engaged, she'll be doing this because it'll be just like a bachelor date. You'll have someone present you with all of the different options for what you can register for and have your family buy for you. He'll, he'll feel very comfortable. If you would like to do this, you can create your Crate and Barrel registry online at CrateandBarrel.com or at a store near you. Ladies, it's time to pack up. Oh, where are you going? Where are you going? The first stop on this amazing journey that will take us literally around the world. Oh my gosh. We'll begin in a city full of art, culture, and rock and roll. Peter's gonna meet you in Cleveland, Ohio. to Bachelor Party. I'm Juliette Littman. We're going to Cleveland, and to do so, I've brought in my good friend, Ms. Lauren Zima of Entertainment Tonight and Roses and Rosé. Hi, Lauren. Juliette, thank you for having me. Is it because I'm from the Midwest? It's because you're from the Midwest. <laughs> you can attest to the wonders or lack thereof of Cleveland. I've been to Cedar Point. You have? The yes, amusement park? It's a really good park. Oh, I mean, it seems wonderful. I honestly... I want to talk about that, but first, we just need to correct the record. It's really important. Peter, when they get to Cleveland, does like a funny bit where he's like— About Superman. Yes, about Superman, where he's like, you know, this is where where Superman's from. No. Two notes on that, Peter. Mm. One, Superman famously from Krypton, hence Kryptonite. Duh. Two, Smallville— was set in Kansas. Superman, Clark Kent, grew up in Kansas. Where did he get that from? I, I think this says a lot about Peter. I don't I, I don't want to be too mean, but I have a feeling that Peter might not necessarily have the, the widest breadth of knowledge of anyone who's ever come across this show. And- I really appreciate that they did not change that. I feel like they probably fact-checked it and they just left it in because they love they definitely like, Easter knew. eggs. No, yeah. they, no, they, they definitely <laughs> knew. Because I'm sure there's like, I'm not really a superhero person. Like, I, I like them. I liked the Superman You've with Kate Bosworth. Him. Yes, yeah. of course. Yeah. But, like, I was pretty sure that in no time did, in, like, discussions of Superman has Cleveland come up. He's I'm so not glad, from Cleveland. I'm so glad you said this because it stuck out to me in the moment, but then so much else happened on yeah. this episode that I forgot about it by the time we'd reached an ending. But it was very odd. Super. <laughs> it was super odd. <laughs> Superman, not from Cleveland. Really important note. Um, it's also funny because— you probably you might not know this, but when Joakim Noah was on the Chicago Bulls, your hometown team. Oh yes, they I were, know. No, they I don't. <laughs> were playing Cleveland, and he was, had this quote that was, "What's so good about Cleveland?" And like that went viral. And there's just like always been a lot of bagging on Cleveland, I think, in pop culture. Well, you know, we had the Drew Carey show, sure. Cleveland Rocks, but that was like sort of facetious. You know, yeah. I really appreciated that when. Chris Harrison came out and said Cleveland that they did not 
do the added in cheering. You know how they do yes. that a lot? Like on uh, Cleveland. Yes. Yeah. On Hannah's season, they were all going to Rhode Island. And look, I mean, Rhode Island is like lots Lovely. of cute states on the East Coast, but it's not, you know, Bora Bora. But right. the cheering that they had in there for Rhode Island was insane. And I'm so glad that they just acknowledged that they just let it play as dead air. Not Cleveland. only did they let it play, it was. <laughs> Uh, just an awkward supercut. I, I really, I would thought it was absolutely hilarious. And then, and then they overcompensated by having like McKenna say it was Cleveland was stunning. And then <laughs> I think it was Sydney who said she was so happy to see the tight knit community. And like when they Midwesterners finally, Midwesterners have the best hearts. Miss <laughs> I think that's what Natasha said. <laughs> just like absolutely ridiculous. And then um, at one point they had a date where. Later on in the episode, Peter was like, welcome to City Hall, Cleveland City Hall. <laughs> Look, you know that they got to give Cleveland its due. They've, they've I, I think, paid to be in this episode. I believe that's how it works. Yes, they <laughs> definitely did. They got also really bad weather. Rained, seemed they cold. Did. Yes, Just when Peter and Victoria were on that date, their hair was so wet at some points. I think they had a continuity issue with some showers, some light showers. <laughs> I think so as well. I also was like, oh, was there a water ride they went on? I did wonder that as well, but then I I saw puddles in the parking yeah. lot outside that abandoned diner. I mean, I know it wasn't abandoned, but it was just so unsettling, the idea of being in an amusement park alone. To me, it felt like a horror film. Yeah, like, or like Zombieland. I think yeah, that happens I in like Zombieland yeah. at the end of the movie. My colleague, Andrew Godadaro, pointed out that it was it was seen to be raining when they were in the teacups. But, uh, but um, this leads us straight into Victoria's one-on-one, which is really the meat of this episode yes. and super juicy. I'm very excited to discuss it. So Victoria F. We'll be discussing both Victorias at length this episode. Mm -hmm. But Victoria F. is our gal for now. Victoria Fuller from Virginia. And she has been like kind of, she's been a front runner, but not like a major point of focus so far. I mean, I guess she got a lot of time during the Revolve fashion show. She is a front runner that I can't understand. Because Peter has repeatedly said in interviews and on the shows, and I and on the episodes, and I think we've seen it in his choices, that he likes bold women. And she's so up and down in so many ways, including on whether or not she's bold. She starts the show off with one of the dirtiest intro line jokes we've ever had about her wet versus dryness. She said, I have a really dry humor, but, and then starts laughing, and and it's the only thing dry about me. Uh Uh-huh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We got it, Victoria. And then she runs it back. And then she's, and then he didn't remember, which was horrifying. So funny. But so that's so bold, but then at the Revolve Fashion Show, she kept saying she had no confidence, but then she came out in lingerie. Yeah. And so she's so back and forth for me. I can't figure out, is she bold, is she not? And I'm wondering if perhaps Peter is intrigued by her. Like, I think everybody, no matter what type you're into, everybody likes a mystery. We like somebody we can't solve. So I feel like that's what's drawing him to Victoria. So not only all the things you said about her are true, she's also incredibly whiny. And I cannot stand that. I keep saying she's Victoria F for freaking out. She is, she, she has a belt down like every 30 minutes. And I don't think, look, she's not mean to anybody else. She seems like everybody likes her. And she does seem well-liked. Right. But she really, I don't know if she's just losing it in this environment, but she's not not faring well. (laughs) And she she didn't on this date either. (laughs) She, her first meltdown was before they got into the plane. She's like, oh my God, (laughs) I'm so scared right now. I'm so scared of heights. And then they get into the plane and she's like kind of freaking out. I don't know. It was really annoying. I will say she has a really hot body. I, I felt that she picked an outfit that really put it on display for their one-on-one but with the I, wrap crop yes. top. Although I did, I liked the, oh, yes, yes, yes. I thought you were talking about the Revolve fashion show and she had the lingerie, but I really liked the coat there more than that. Sure. But can I speak on that? Can I bring up the toast? Absolutely. She said 
if I'm correct, cheers to our sons. Uh-huh. Not daughters. Yes. She did say sons. Their successful dad and their hot mom. Yes. And I really started deeply analyzing here. I don't know, Victoria, but I'm just adding up what I've seen. And it just seems like Victoria draws a lot of confidence purely from her appearance. And she's gorgeous and she has an amazing body. But we know she made a sexual joke when she came on the show. We know that she felt her most confident in lingerie in front of Peter. It's true. And now she's literally, I'm using her own words here, cheersing to herself being a hot mom. A milf, yeah. And being beautiful is great. Being a mom is great. But I just wonder... What what more you know. do you want, Victoria? I know. I agree. I totally agree with you on that. And I say this like too frequently. I'm all about the people who have jobs on this show. Mm-hmm. And also like, yeah, like she's so young. She's 23. Like maybe dream, like I joke about this, but like dream bigger. Like there's more <laughs> than just being a hot mom. And that's also like a great thing to be. But like not even just by having a job, but, like maybe you're really active in volunteering or have like other things you're passionate about. We haven't learned about any of the things she's interested in. Outside of like being on the show, and I don't being even hot. remember what they said her job was. Me neither. I don't remember. I think she does farm. Ph- I think she does pharmaceutical sales or okay. medical sales or something like that. But let's back up for a second. Yes. So um, they're at the amusement park, and Peter like really sells it hard. He's like really excited to be there. I think they got a great date in terms of their connection. Yes, they because... seemed, he seemed to really like her. They got a lot of one-on-one time, and right before she gave the toast, they're sitting in this like fake abandoned diner. Which is obviously just like the like the diner of the amusement park, and no one happened to be there that day. Can you imagine how swarm that place might be in like July? I know they're going in there on a rainy day, and yeah. they shut the park down for them. But they got so much one on one time yes, together. They, did. they really did. I mean, sometimes when you get a one on one date, look at the date that Victoria P just had, where most of the date they're at a bar and dancing with a group of people. You're not really getting that really good time. These two had the whole park to themselves yeah. for hours, and I did feel when they were in that diner, I felt a connection. Well, them. I also thought to myself, how often are just the, on a date, are these people drinking beer together? Very infrequently. <laughs> it was like a casual moment that yes. we don't always get. It's usually a glass of wine that no one's touching. <laughs> yeah. Or like, let's pop this bottle of champagne and then not actually drink it. Yes. And we're like on a cliff somewhere. And if we drink, we it might get dangerous. So like, it, Yeah. <laughs> and it seemed like an actual date. We're like, they're just like having beer. I had yeah. beer last night. So I'm like, I don't really drink beer, but like in this moment, I'm like, yeah, beer is like really natural and cool. And I was like, oh, that's kind of, I was like into that, the beer drinking. And then Peter starts talking, and this leads to the toast, starts talking about how it's really important to have an even number of children so that when you go to the amusement park, no one has to sit alone, which is really sweet. Like that's a sweet message. Super logical. Super logical, (laughs) but also just like so immature. Like that's just like the way you're thinking of constructing your family. I just, there was something so like unformed about this thought, but also very sweet. Like it was I think I hoped he was borderline being a bit silly. Like, he's I like, don't, I don't really don't think, think so? he, well, he was being a little <laughs> silly, obviously, because at the end he was like joking, like our even number of children, <laughs> but he was really earnest in like explaining it. And I, I think he knows it's like a little silly, but I think he does think about family in a very like defined and simplistic way. Well, he has this amazing picture, perfect family. Yes. And I mean, look, not that they don't have their issues. Everybody does, but dad's a pilot, mom's a flight attendant, two kids. Um, part of it might be that he grew up in a family of two, of four and he thought, we always get a table. Right. <laughs> you know, his family is so close and so sweet and so perfect. And you have noticed how 
throughout the season already, women are using that. They're like, my I, my parents had this great love just like yeah. yours. It's very much about this example that's been set. Yeah. And I think Peter is looking for that example for himself. Yeah, to I agree with you. Yeah. It's just sort of like— um, <laughs> was, I, The reasoning behind it felt— so easily debunked, like okay, yeah. until you get accidentally pregnant, or like okay, yeah. until you have twins, or it's just, I know it's, it's just, just like it's funny. not, it's not perfect, it's not going to be perfect, guys. No. It's nice to dream, but I will say it was a very like sweet and very like very much felt like, like a third date where like you kind of know each other, mm-hmm. and now you're like making like you know making inside jokes together and whatnot. I thought it, I thought it was sweet to, and whatever. I 100. percent thought they seemed connected. This show moves at a different pace. So when you get several hours alone with someone, it really speeds things up. I mean, by the end of the day, which we'll get into, but he was joking about their wedding and Chase Rice singing at their wedding, you know? know. Peter also falls so hard so fast. Have you noticed these sweeping statements he's making about people? I know that the leads are always told, like, you've got to reassure people and you have to share your feelings because that's what this show's about and they have to know. But he's saying things like, this is the best first date I ever had to Madison or telling Victoria P this episode, I've been thinking about you nonstop or talking about his wedding with, I'm like, these are, Peter is so into people. I'm having a hard time grasping at who his true front runners are. I agree. Because it's all over the place. We haven't seen Kelly since week two or week one, really. Like, Even was, H- Hannah Ann wasn't really in this episode. Yeah, she wasn't. And there was no Madison at all. No. Oh no, she, she was she, pissed they didn't win on the football date. Yeah, but she, in the past episodes, they've always had a little check-in that we've seen. We interviewed him. We were, um, Entertainment Tonight was exclusively on the set of the Pillow Fight date. Oh. And I always ask, whenever we go on a date, I always want to know the three front runners at that time. And he told us Kelly, Victoria P., they had just had that Mm -hmm. one-on-one, and he said Madison. Interesting. Well, she had a one-on-one, too. Right. So, who knows? If we'd interviewed him this week, maybe he would have said Victoria F. now. But he really, he falls hard and fast, I think. He also just gets— so upset and like he just like his face goes ashen and you're and he's just like devastated by this news but then he bounces back <laughs> a lot of swings with him it kind of reminds me of myself actually I feel there's like a lot of emotional swings and there's not that in the middle ever yeah if but, I may say one I want to clarify one thing on the toast because I'm thinking about it again now okay the only thing I, I think that bothered me about the hot mom thing was what if you'd said successful dad and amazing mom or successful, or successful dad, dad and successful mom successful mom it was hot. I'm like, we're more than that. Yes, I agree with we you. We are. That's I, what stuck out to me. I, I totally agree with you. And yeah, I, I, I think that's right. She also very clearly, I think, is doesn't know how to define herself outside of how she looks and how like a guy feels about her, essentially. Mm. Let's... Let's, which leads us right into the Chase Rice situation. Yeah, I was going to say, right into her ex-boyfriend being on this show. So this is the first, this is the second, like, concert of the season. There was Tennille Arts, of course, for Madison in week one. Yes, her third time on The Bachelor yes. franchise, a record holder. Yeah. Congrats to Tennille Arts. <laughs> Have they just eliminated the truly private concert? Because if so, I support it. Because there's been the concert, but not just, like, empty room Chase Rice or empty room Tennille Arts. Like, they're... They're bringing other people in, which I think is smart. It was really interesting that they had such a private date that you know production had the ability to give them a yes. private concert because— did not, too. Right, and you could have kept people's iPhones and photos out of this. You saw everybody holding up their phone, taking pictures. Those pictures made their way onto the internet, as we learned from Alea. Yeah. And it did make me wonder, well, why did we—did we want those pictures out there? Do you, do you think they just are like, okay, there's going to be spoilers. We'd rather they come from many sources rather than just from Oh, Brielle no, I mean, Steve. since Alea said— that she had seen them. Yeah. I mean, it would be quite 
high le- but I was wondering. Let's table that for a okay. second. There's a, there's a lot <laughs> okay. to get into okay. with Alea's return to the show and the information she brings with her. It was such an action-packed episode, Julia. So much. It was like the whole Marvel series in one episode. So I, I flew to Park City last Friday for Sundance, and I had in the flights an hour and twenty minutes. Mm. So I watched The Bachelor for the entirety of my flight, and I like I didn't and I didn't need the internet for it. So. It was like a perfect plane ride. And 20 minutes in, I was like, holy shit, this episode is crazy. And I was only up to the through the Chase Rice stuff. I wasn't even at the second half of their date. And I I loved it. This chase, so the Chase Rice situation. <laughs> I got some inside info too. I'm excited. <gasps> Tell me. So Chase Rice performs for uh Peter and Victoria. And she's like freaking out as they're approaching. She clearly hears a song and recognizes it. Because, you see her eyes. Yes. As they're widen. walking up and up to it. <laughs> she hears the beginning of the song. She knows it's Chase Rice. Like, you can tell when she realizes. And she knows all the words. And he says to her, like, oh, you know this song. And she was like, yeah, I do. And she was, like, trying to not face Chase as they were on the podium and he was performing for them. They tried to make it seem like Chase, like, and her made some kind of eye contact. But I think that was just creative editing. I don't know. Even if it was, there's been some uncomfortable dancing already this season. Peter we are dancing holds in every his episode. Hands so high when he dances. <laughs> I don't know if he's like is is it a tall thing? He just loves to dance. But this was the most cringeworthy dancing I've seen because it was so emotionally painful. You're watching her watch him and watching him watch her and feeling like their eyes are connecting and feeling as though Peter is oblivious. It was tough. It it really was, and he just sort of was like loving the moment, Peter. Peter loves attention. I think we can say that. Oh. I'm okay. I'm okay with it. Like, I think if you're on reality TV, you have to love attention. That's the point You mean of, of he it. was loving the moment, like, they're on the stage yeah. and people are looking up at I him? I think he's loving being The Bachelor. I mean, he's making out constantly. He's, like, really excited to all of the girls. He's loving the experience, which, like, why shouldn't he? Oh, well, who wouldn't love the experience? I, I mean— yeah. If you sign up for it and you don't love it, like, that's a problem. So I think it's—I think, I think that's great. But I think he was kind of, like—he's also a guy, so I think he was, like— you know, the fact that he's just, like, oblivious probably in general and, like, also just really swept up in the moment didn't notice that she clearly was uncomfortable. Can I ask you a question? Certainly. When should she have told him? When should Victoria have told Peter that she and Chase dated in the past? I think she could have slipped in at, oh, my God, I know him, without saying, oh, my God, I dated him. But she could have, when he was like, oh, you know this song? That could have been the time to be like, yeah, I actually know him. And then she could have explained it later. I think she needed to tell him so much sooner than she did. Well, so I guess I agree, but I don't know. There wasn't a lot of moment, a lot of time, though. Well, what's interesting and actually what makes Victoria great TV is her holding off on telling yeah, him. Yeah, I know. Made it so much more dramatic, so much bigger. The emotion's so high. You could tell she'd been stressing about it for hours by the time she finally did tell him at dinner later. I think in the moment, if you have the wherewithal, you could just be like, oh, my God. We dated, I dated that guy. This is so crazy. And just laugh it yes, off a little bit. I agree bit. with you. And then you, after you go up to him, like, hey, Chase. Yeah, no, this is Peter. How awkward is this? And it can turn into a funny, casual moment. Yes. Instead, we got amazing television. Totally. <laughs> that's, a, that's a great point. She should have, like, gone up to Chase with Peter. But this brings me to the inside scoop that I heard. <gasps> I, I just want to say I can't confirm it. Uh, oh, okay. I'm ready. But— a friend of mine. So it's not even like a rando. A friend of mine. A known human. A known human was at a party in November and Chase Rice was there. And Chase told the story of having just been on The Bachelor uh, for an episode. And he said, I think he like almost denied knowing Victoria. And he was like very pissed that he felt like he'd been used on the show. 
And so he is like really denying their relationship or he was beforehand. You know, we'll see. We'll see what happens this week. I have a feeling entertainment tonight is going to follow up on what the deal is between Chase Rice and Victoria Fuller. I have to tell you, we have spoken to Chase Rice, and you can find the interview at etonline.com. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect, because I heard that Chase was denying knowing her very much. So I think that perhaps she didn't want to just go up to Chase with Peter because their relationship maybe wasn't, like, as straightforward as we dated, and which is fine. Very often, relationships are not straightforward and are complicated, and hence the Facebook status. It's complicated. Yes. But I think there is— a lot of complications to why Victoria couldn't just like bring them together to, and explain it. And their conversation, Victoria and Chase was actually the scenes where they were talking to Chase, <laughs> probably my favorite part of the episode. I love when Chase is like, so how far into it are you? I- <laughs> and then Peter gave him his number. W-E-B-E-R. How, how many B's? <laughs> is this the first time we've seen the bachelor give someone their number? I was dying. Me too. I loved it. It was unbelievable television. It was, you were talking about how much you were salivating over this episode. So I do my recap show, Roses and Rosé on Entertainment Tonight's YouTube channel or follow me on Instagram. It's very funny. Thank you. Um, And I usually film, I just talk and, and then we kind of edit it down, but I usually just talk and improvise for about 30 minutes. For this episode, an hour. Oh my God. I had so much <laughs> to say. It was wild and full of idiosyncrasies. And that moment was edge of your seat television. It was unbelievable. <laughs> I loved it. I love seeing The Bachelor give someone his number. Right? Although, what, what does Chase need Peter Weber's number for? He's not calling him. I think that they've done well. You know, the Bachelor worlds and the country worlds cross over so much. I know, and we I got will, this Nashville show coming. Yes, Chris Harrison hosting. Listen to your heart, everybody. Nice. I like how you refer to your boyfriend by his full name, Chris Harrison. It's very Lisa Rinna, Harry Hamlin of yes, me. it is. Yeah, I she don't, says Harry a lot though. I don't think she, really. Yes, she does. I feel like she always says Harry Hamlin. She says both, but I think okay. she says Harry a fair amount. I love, I love Lisa Rinna. <laughs> love. Too. I will tease with our Chase Rice interview that he kind of brings that country thing up. He says, well, I talked to some people who'd done, been the show on the show before, Dan and Shay, and some other people, and asked them what the experience was like, and then I did it. And then the quotes he gave us about his experience are captivating. So please check out that interview. Oh my goodness, what a tease. <laughs> I will also say, I heard Chase was booked for the date before casting had been completed. So, so I think this was almost like a lucky coincidence, but I I don't know. Interesting. I don't know if it was completely coincidental that, I think it's coincidental that Victoria ended up on the season for which Chase was booked. I think once they found out Victoria had a pass with Chase, they put her on that date. I would love to know when she auditioned or was found or whatever. Because some people, like Peter has said, he he tried out years years ago. ago. Yeah, and he just now, you know, was put on Hannah's season and then Bachelor. Interesting. That's a great point. We'll have to to follow up on that. Bum, bum, bum. Bum, bum, bum. So anyway, so let's just finish going through what happened in all these scenes. It jumped around a little bit. So she, they're on the platform and then they go their separate ways. We don't know in which order, but Peter has a, has his time with Chase. <laughs> Victoria has her time with Chase. I was like, are Peter and Chase going to start dating? <laughs> I, would, I would love that. I would love that. I thought Chase gave Victoria great advice. She was talking out to him like if she should tell Peter. And she's like, well, I think I have to. And Chase gave great advice. He said, just be you. Mm-hmm. Chase, wonderful. That's great advice for everyone everywhere in all I... relationships. I cannot wait to hear the country song he writes about this experience. <laughs> I like, I have to say, I watched Survivor for a long time. I've kind of stopped, but I'm going to go back to it for season 40. 
I remember when Chase was on Survivor. I watched that season. It was like 10 years ago. You have just dropped a bomb on me. I did not know he was on Survivor. He was on Survivor 10 years ago. He got voted out pretty early, but he was like handsome. Wow. So maybe this is why Chase is so empathetic to Victoria in all this because he knows what it's like to like go on a reality show and like what? Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. He was on Survivor Nicaragua. Wow. You didn't know that? No. Is there the same reputation that if you go on Survivor, you're going on maybe just to be famous? No. Or do people just go on that show because no. they love that show? People go on because like they love fandom. it. And okay. it's also like the challenge of a lifetime uh, and like it's an adventure because those people don't really become famous. It's like when people go on Naked and Afraid and I just can't believe they go on that show. There's no prize. There's no money. They're just battered, bruised, and bitten and surviving in this horrible scenario. I know. So I will say this was season uh, 21 and it it filmed in June to July 2010 and then it aired in the fall of 2010. So it was a while ago, but I remember it. I was deep in Survivor wow. at the time. Happy 10 years to chase Race's Survivor season. <laughs> I know. He's like one of the more successful. I mean, he's one of the few people from Survivor who's gone on to have a second, like, career. But to this point, you didn't even know. Did he sing on Survivor? No, not wow. at all. Not at all. Wow, wow, wow. But I do remember afterwards, because I was at Grantland and I was starting to, like, cover this stuff. I was like, oh, should I interview Chase Rice? Like, that's so weird. But it was never that appealing to me. Also, Chase Rice, I believe, is, like, pretty good friends with Sam Hunt, who is, like, incredibly hot. Wow. Yeah, just blowing your mind over here. More to talk about from this date. It just doesn't stop stopping this date. <laughs> it's just like pop star, never stop popping. Um, you know, let's talk more about this date, but first let's talk about today's sponsors. Registering for your wedding can be overwhelming, but it doesn't have to be when you register at Crate and Barrel. Crate and Barrel's expertly curated assortment means you don't have to search or sort through tons of items because they've selected the best of the best to make choosing the perfect items for your home easy. Their modern styled collection features modern design with a classic twist, so you don't have to worry about items going out of style next year. Crate and Barrel items are made to be statement pieces in your home today and for years to come. Crate and Barrel also makes it fun with a private party just for engaged couples. Each month, they close the store for an event to host you and your fiancé, give you undivided attention, and bring in the best vendors to answer all of your specific product questions. This is really important because you want to ask those questions. These pieces will hopefully be with you for a long time, for as long as you're married, which, of course, hopefully is a lifetime. Create your Crate and Barrel registry online at CrateandBarrel.com or at a store near you. All right, so Chase gave great advice. And then Chase is gone. And one thing I really learned about Victoria from this episode is I think more than really any other contestant on this season and just sort of standing out to me, how much she clearly relies on the on her producer to talk out how she's feeling. We have seen them talk during the Revolve Day. Yes. We've seen them talk here. It's TV gold. It's really fascinating. Yes. I love, I think that the editors, producers, whatever on The Bachelor make excellent decisions on how much and when they break the fourth wall. Because I don't want to see too much of it. I don't want the curtain pulled back too much. And it makes the moments when they do it just unstoppable. I'm just like forever grateful for seeing Peter give someone his number and spell his <laughs> last name. That. I love I really did. I just thought it was so funny. Because like giving someone your number is like, it's a move, you know, friend or significant other or just like celebrity or like new person you met at the bar who you want to ask on a date later. Like, it's just like the like the way that you finesse it so it's not awkward and successful can be tricky. And I I just loved watching this between Chase Rice and Peter Weber. It was so exciting. Well, there is so much quote unquote off camera time on those dates yeah. because you're setting up a concert, you're bringing in fans, you're doing all these things. And that was what we witnessed is one of those little yeah. moments when they're not really on camera but the cameras are still rolling. Yeah, and he was so like So it was so good. Yeah. And then and then uh 
Peter's like, yeah, we're gonna have like a dinner and everything. And then right. <laughs> he was explaining yeah. the bachelor to him. He's like, so this is a one-on-one date and later tonight we'll get dinner. We won't eat the food. <laughs> so it's so good. All right. So then they do have the dinner and finally Victoria tells him I dated Chase and I didn't even know, he, I didn't know he's going to be here. Obviously she didn't know. Pe- I and, wanted- and Peter was in stunned disbelief, just like repeating the things that she said back to her. I loved that he kept having to clarify and understand. We were watching his mind process that it was the same person. He was like, Chase? Yeah, I know. The guy from earlier? He was like, Chase Rice? The singer. (laughs) I gave him my number before? (laughs) No. (laughs) That Chase? He was processing it. (laughs) You know, one thing about the younger millennials and Gen Z is they have watched and therefore internalized how to speak the process, mental processing in real time. So... I, I mean, this is just one of my observations. And it's sort of like Peter is having the thoughts and saying them as he's having them. And it's very helpful for reality television. I felt that we witnessed a very rare moment during this conversation. In what, in what sense? I think we saw and heard Peter Weber realize the gravity of being the lead on The Bachelor. Oh, interesting. <laughs> Explain more, Lauren. He turned to her and his face was so sort of in shock, but also moving into understanding. And at that moment, he said something like, this is so freaking weird. When do you dance and <laughs> dance with and kiss your date while their ex is singing to you? Yeah. And it's like, on The Bachelor, Peter. Yes. <laughs> That's where you That's are. That's the only, way, only place. <laughs> That's where we are. That's what you've signed up for. That's what you're in on. And I think we saw that moment of understanding happen. And then he was pretty sympathetic to her after. He was like, you're honest with me. That's all I've asked for. And I felt like we were seeing him give her some understanding of, look, I know you are also on this reality show with me. Right. And that we're both kind of going through this. And he he wasn't mad at her at all about it. And I think that's kind of why. Up to this point, we've seen Peter be so into, you know, I want people to be real and my emotions are so real. And you can tell he's really taking this seriously. But I think that was a moment of him realizing, wait, 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 I'm also on a reality show. Yeah. And he, and then he ends up like having to comfort her again, which is again, like, and they bonded over it. Yeah. It but, worked. But like, in the, I'm like a real date, it would be like awkward and you probably wouldn't try to like put a bow on it so quickly. But you such a limited time, you have to go through all phases of the fight in one dinner. Yeah. And it's like, it's like in most cases, you'd let it linger and like someone would text and be like, hey, you know, it was awkward. Like, let's talk or something like that. You know, I didn't love that she like walked out on the date. I'm like, girl, you've been you've had hours to process this. You've gone and gotten ready and changed outfits and blown dry your hair. Just have the conversation at this yeah. point. Don't make him chase you. Yeah. And I actually think there was a lot of that from the women tonight, but we can talk about that more later. OK, let's mm. let's move on. <laughs> Victoria from the most intense one on one date ever. Ever. <laughs> just so just so good. Chase Rice will never. Never forget you. <laughs> Next, we had a group date. It was football themed. Honestly, the date portion was pretty boring. Madison was mad because she lost. Victoria P didn't compete because she like hurt her back. I don't even know what that is. But Peter thought it was a good idea to give her like a lot of kisses and a massage in front of all the women. Really mm-hmm. weird move, Peter. Again, also- and a woman kind of saying, chase me, Peter. Victoria P wants Peter to chase her. Definitely. Mm-hmm. And Victoria P, hold on one thing uh-huh. on Victoria P. I just want to note, if you're going to go to the freaking Cleveland Browns, give us Baker Mayfield. Give us Odell oh. Beckham Jr. What are you doing? Oh, that's actually someone I would have known, Odell Beckham Jr. I did not yeah. know these people. Yeah. And there was way too much. Sorry, I know that we're here at the ringer, but way too much real and true sporting for me on this date. It was as though they were actually calling a game. I'm like, this is a bachelor football game. This isn't real. At least they got champagne at the end. 
At no point in my life at any age would I ever have been willing to compete in that football contest. Really any of these contests, but like that one in particular, it's like, I'm not getting injured. I'm not pretending to play football. I'm not doing this for any dude. I'm sorry. And they didn't even have cute, fun bachelor-related punny names. No, they didn't. It was a, it was a missed opportunity of a date. So let's just move on to what happened afterwards. It was missing Chris Harrison to me. It, <laughs> <laughs> Lauren, that's the best. <laughs> I needed him to be calling the game. He does a great job of making it a little sporty, but also funny. Also, he is a football fan. Yeah. So what the fuck? So probably what? was golfing that day or something. I, I honestly don't I know where he was doing it. Probably probably had a work conflict, Juliet. Okay. <laughs> um, and then they have their uh, cocktail party in the evening, and a lot goes down or will go down. But ultimately, Alea returns. She just walks back in. Doesn't say hi to the women. She finds Peter, who's sitting there talking to Cheyenne. He audibly sighs and he goes, "I'll talk to her." And then then he walks off and talks to Alea. And based on that, I was like, oh, he's so pissed she's back. But no, that was not the case. He had said in that last episode, remember we saw him talk to the producer and say, I'm not sure how I feel about sending her home. Yes, he was unsure of his choices. And she came back. I was trying to remember if this has happened before. It has to have, but I can't think of a time. Um, When a a contestant just comes back. Has been fully sent home and comes back. Um. I don't think it's happened because I just did that recap, as you you may recall. Oh, looking back on it all. On yes. it all. And that was not something that came up in any of the seasons. Wow. So I think there have been, like, obviously people return for, like, the following season or sometimes a a contestant will, I think, will, like, have to, like, they have unfinished business. But not like this, where they come back on a date. <sighs> we and applaud then, the creative, always giving us new things. I know. Mm-hmm. I know. I just want to note that Alea has the greatest differential from fully made up to not made up at all. Like, if you showed me three different Aleas, no makeup, a little makeup, a lot of makeup, I'm not sure I would know it was the same person. Oh, you know, I will say I agree with you on that because— and when we'd seen like the supercut of her crying, it was from a previous episode, but we saw the trailer earlier. I was like, who is that? I know. Yeah. So Leia comes back and I felt, oh, what do I want to say? Well, here's what we learned as a result of Let her me give returning. you back the reins. Here's what, <laughs> here's what, she, what we learned. We learned that while Victoria said that she and Victoria P, we're just, I'll call her VP from, for now. Oh, I like that. VP mm. claimed that she and Alea barely knew each other. However, it turned out they went on a trip together to Las Vegas with, not alone, but with other friends. And it was like a pageant-related trip. But nonetheless, they were in Vegas together. Alea said, we know many of the same people. She said that anyone who knows us knows that we know each other. And VP wasn't really denying these things. Instead, her defense was, what I felt like my tr- was my truth, or I f- what I felt my- was my truth, or something like that. <laughs> yes. I wrote it down, and it doesn't make grammatical sense. So when I try because to say it, because it didn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. She's basically saying she's not denying it, but she's also trying to not lie by saying, "I told you how I feel." Well, not she was what using was. a phrase that people use to explain the truth of their experience versus just facts. Like you went on a trip together, yes, and she's yeah. like, "I told my truth," but did yes. you go on the trip together? Right. <laughs> Right. She's like, I have my truth, which is like, I don't like you, essentially. But she didn't say that. But it's just, it then, it made VP look really bad. However, it didn't make Alea look good. It made them both look bad. It made them both look bad. I think what we have here is a case, frankly, of two women who have been in this pageant upbringing. And look, I never did pageants, but lots of women on the show have done them and have talked about how you learn to speak a certain way, you learn to present yourself a certain way. 
And I felt like they were both pageant speaking in this conversation to the point of I didn't understand. They were both being so vague and and answering in a way that they thought would make them look best that we weren't getting any grain of truth. The truth is somewhere in the middle, I'm sure, as it always is. I think that Vic, I think Alea probably did tell Victoria P. Let's say we don't know each other. Yeah. Victoria P. selectively told Peter how much she knew Alea, even in that moment. Right. She didn't lie, but she didn't tell the whole truth. And again, Victoria P. VP made Peter chase her. She's like, Peter, look at me, look at me, and pulled that thing where you're offended that someone isn't you believing don't believe you, me. right? Yeah. And that makes you seem like. Like you're not telling the truth. I know. And you just said something really important. The thing that was completely lost in this episode was that Alea was sent home because she, because Victoria Paul revealed that Alea told her to lie. Like, let's pretend we don't know each other. So the, the, what, we're, what we've learned is that they actually both kind of lied. Exactly. And, and so Alea, that was totally lost in this episode where Alea came back in to like clarify what her relationship was to Victoria Paul. But in doing so, it completely, like, obscured the fact that she also, like, was advocating for, like, not being completely truthful, which is, like, fine. It's a strategy, I suppose. But, like, it just, like, let's not forget. They both, like, fucked up here. It's not really, like, we should—we don't really need to pick sides. As a, as E. Holmes on Instagram says, you know her? She's a royal watcher. Ah. Team both. Team ah. both lying. <laughs> team both. Well, Peter, just like he falls hard and fast for these women, I think he kind of believes people hard and pa- hard and fast. I think Peter wants to believe that people are truthful and honest. Yeah. He's a good guy. And so first he's believing Victoria and the other women. Then Alea comes back and he's like, okay, well, I want to believe Alea. Maybe I was manipulated here. And yeah, he missed the truth of it all, which is that they both did not tell the truth. Right. It, it, the whole thing was just sort of like, okay. It was so a I, mess. Now I dislike both of you. And in my notes, I wrote Victoria colon faker. Alea, comma, B-word. I just think they both stink, and Alea is bitchier. And but I actually think Victoria is more fake than Alea because Victoria is trying to hide behind like these dramatic feelings, but I don't really know who she is. And and you know, she has a really emotional backstory, and I don't want to like take anything away from that. But I think just as, in terms of getting to know her beyond just the trauma she survived, which I really admire, I don't quite know who she is. How did you feel about the other women saying that Alea was manipulating the whole thing again? Like, they were all so against her when she came back. We're not getting the full Alea experience as viewers. It's, it's, you think there's stuff being edited out? Yes, for sure. Just like when Savannah said that she, but Savannah was like, took like an awkward sip when she was put on the spot to out Victoria Paul. She was like, well, she takes an awkward sip and then she talks about what she heard Victoria say in the closet when the cameras weren't rolling. And I'm like, well, what was that? Like, let's hear more about it. Yes, it was. Uh, I, I don't. I, I. I wonder how much it's also like a bit of a mass mentality. Like, no, Alea is a manipulator. I didn't think from what we saw when Alea came back in and she said, "Well, I've seen what the internet has seen." That this, I believe her. That in that moment, she assumed they all knew Victoria had dated Chase Rice. I don't think she came in thinking, "I'm going to tell everyone this and spread this news." I would also assume that they had all found out. Let's get into that. Okay. Because in some ways, because we'll come, we'll, we'll circle back around when we talk about the final cocktail party, mm. the sort of Alea versus Victoria drama and how Peter's handling it. But yes. So Alea, definitely what is new, has never happened before, is Alea has gone home. And sometimes people will come back because they will know, like, information about someone and, like, feel like they need to tell the lead. Or, like, in Becca Kufrin season when her her uh, ex came, like, there'll be, like, external factors and, like, new information will come to light. But Alea basically makes it seem like she went home went on realitysteve.com <laughs> and, like, read about what was still happening on the show. And that's kind of, like, the almost the only way to interpret it, I think. And she 
she basically came back and she had all this new information. And so while Victoria Fuller could have told everyone, I suppose, there's still like so much now that Alea has access to that no one else does. It's like kind of unfair. Well, I don't know how I feel about unfair. I always think that there's no rules with this show. Sure. You know, yes, there's the setup and the structure of the format, but there's no hard and fast rules. I just, and you know, and you could argue, how about the fact that the other women had had this other time with Peter? Now she's got to come back in and catch up. That's true. I just didn't agree with Victoria F. that Alea seemed to be on this mission to spread around to everyone that she dated Chase Rice. I didn't get that Agreed. However, she did... We can tell by based on her outfit. She was still wearing her return leather jacket, red shirt, and jeans when she starts talking about Victoria Fuller and Chase Rice. So she went straight into gossiping. It's not like she held back at all. But, like, I mean, I'm a huge gossip. Like, it's, like, part of being a podcaster, too, you know? <laughs> well, it almost sounded like she was treating the show like a game she needed to catch up on. She's like, okay, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm in, like, I'm, like— you know, now I'm playing, and so I got to know what, what's been happening in the rest of the game. Like, she was moving on that so quickly, which does speak to what the other women have said, that she's someone who's, like, there, like, Calculating. Be, yeah. Yeah. So I I see, again, both— How do you think What she, was it? What was that phrase you just said? I don't both know. true. Oh, team both Team lying. both. Team I, both Team lying. both on this. Uh-huh. Um, how does she get to come back? Like, based on your experience covering the show, like— how in production does this happen? Do they call her? Does she call them? Well, I think this is kind of a first. I My hunch, and mm-hmm. I actually don't know, but just based on, you know, our we can use our, our mutual um, knowledge here, collective knowledge, I would guess that Peter had a lot of second thoughts. We saw the beginning of it, but not all of it. And I would guess that he had, he really had a lot of doubts about sending Alea home. So they called her and like, would you be interested in coming back? That's my guess. Which would make sense on the mission of, Let's find Peter somebody he loves, you know? Totally. I mean, how crazy would that be if he ended up with Alea after all this? And, oh, he was someone she he eliminated and then brought back. I mean, that's what I love about this show is I think there's a combination of, yes, it's the same format that's worked for years and they have go-to ways and they're producing a reality show. But also, when you lean into people's real emotions, like, you find the story there. And, yeah, we did hear him say, I'm questioning this. And I kind of agreed with Peter and Alea. I thought the other women were pretty hard on her in terms of her getting sent home. It really seemed like all against one and she had nobody in her corner. And she wasn't somebody sitting here calling other women names. Remember when Crystal called everybody the C word? Yes. I mean, we are vilifying Alea on this level. And I'm like, I know, what'd she do? What'd she really do? The problem with Alea is no one likes her. She hasn't really done anything, but I think the way she talks rubs people the wrong way. Her personality turns people off. Yeah. Yeah. And so they just don't like her. So I'm kind of talking myself into feeling bad for her. (laughs) I also don't really like her, but I also don't think it, I, I don't think it feels good to be like, the one that everyone dislikes. I don't think she's going to stick around much longer. Me I, I still think she has. Again, I'm going back to what we know is she did tell Victoria P. Don't tell anybody we were we knew each other. And her reasoning was because we didn't want to get disqualified. Yeah. And then she was also saying, I don't want to be seen as a pageant girl. Okay, well, you were just talking about getting disqualified. So I don't know how much longer she's going to stay, even after coming back. Do you? Th- so this didn't end with a rose ceremony. I could see Victoria P. and Alea both leaving next episode. Ooh, even after that really good one-on-one date where Peter told Victoria, I haven't stopped thinking about you. I think she's kind of blowing it. I think she's just sort of like making him work really hard for her. Oh my gosh, when she and said, like, don't talk to me, Peter. I don't want to talk to you. Yes. That was such an overreaction to me. Such an overreaction. And that's what I'm saying. She's somebody who's like, chase me, chase me. I think that she thinks Peter is very into her mm-hmm. and that she's kind of holding that power a little bit. Right. 
That's a good point. Yeah, I think she'll leave soon. I think this much drama, unless, like, you're the clear-cut number one and, like, the the lead has just, like, can't resist you, is a bad thing. Because I think at this point, he's getting really stressed out. He's, like, four weeks into it. You, I've always think, I've always thought this. I think I've said it before. Like, you want to be around someone that brings you joy and is relaxing and is fun when the rest of— Someone who's an escape. Yes. And she's not that. She's, like, just making him, like, chase after her. And it's just kind of weird. But I do think he's going to hold on to that good one-on-one date they had. He seems like a really, like, sentimental dude. So he, if yeah. he has, like, a, a sense of, like, oh, we could have something. We have that great date. Like, maybe I want to see it through. But she's—I don't think she can win. I mean, uh, to the extent it's about winning. I also wonder if Peter's questioning his own judgment now. Because he was questioning it when he sent Alea home. Then he's bringing her back, feeling like he shouldn't have sent her home. And I think at this point, we still have some women where he has very, very little feelings for them from what we've seen. So I think that next ceremony, it's still cutting some women who, honestly, we aren't even like 100% on their names yet. I know. Well, (laughs) Natasha and Deandra both call him out. As does There's Victoria. someone named Deandra on the show. Yeah, she called him out at the end of the episode. Like, when they're at the final cocktail party, they're, like, really mad about the Alea drama. And he just kind of, like, stares at them. At least this is the way it is edited. He just kind of stares at them. He's like, Natasha, it was very Chris Harrison-esque. He's like, Natasha, Deandra, I'm really sorry. And, like, but but <gasps> not but not chasing after them like he does with Victoria. It doesn't really, sh- not, like, taking care of them like he's done with the other Victoria. Wow. So I, I don't think Natasha or Deandra are long for this world. Natasha's been really good giving great lines. Great quote. Away from Peter. We haven't seen a lot between her and Peter. Are you on Team Tammy? I'm, I'm, I, Tammy's my, my number one. I, in terms of what? Just likability. Oh, yeah. I mean, she's fun. She's crazy. I hate that in the trailer we see her crying next week. She's very much paradise all-star material to me. I also was getting a bit annoyed at how much the women were annoyed at Peter. Like, they were like, you're not even talking to us. I mean, when Sydney said, you don't even know my middle name. I was like, Sydney, is that our marker? That was such an immature comment to me. It is not a gauge of how much you're connecting with someone, whether they know these random facts about you. You know, like, I just thought you're all coming at him and acting like he's spending all this time on these other things. But what you're doing is you're using your time with him to yell at him. Like, right. no matter what, like, to me, stay above the fray, go high. I know. Focus on yourself. I agree. And use your time with him to just, to get to know each other, not to berate him. I, I really liked this episode because mostly of the Victoria Fuller stuff. And then also just seeing the Elias stuff play out is very meta. But the cattiness of the women this season, I'm not that into. Like, I don't, I don't particularly love it. I do think we're missing. Tammy's giving us a little bit of fun. Natasha has some lines, but we don't have a Demi, a Corinne, one of those personalities that's saying wild, crazy, hilarious things that is giving us a bit of comedic relief. Right. And I mean, Peter cried already this episode. I know. Peter is an emotional man. I know. That's. I think that's why I like Tammy is because to the extent there is, a, there is like she's a, a reprieve. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and I enjoy it. And I just think she seems like she's kind of she's funny. Are you liking Peter as a bachelor? Um. I would say I'm enjoying the Peter as Bachelor experience, (laughs) but— I love it because you're talking about it like it's an airline. I'm enjoying the Delta experience. (laughs) I I love their business class. I told him they do—Delta One is great. I told him I was platinum on Delta, and I think he was happy about it. Huge. Yeah. Wow, what a connection. Thank you. (laughs) Um, You know, this is mean, but Peter is reminding me more of Colton than I was expecting. Because he's crying a lot? Because he's bad at handling the women. Like, he's not a good, like— game manager. He just gets so flummoxed by the drama. And I think like he kind of remember last season when Colton goes and sits in between the two women who are yelling at each other. I don't even remember who who it was. It was somewhere in 
it was Nicole and someone else. She was getting into oh, the fight. Oh, Anyeka? Anyeka. Yeah, yeah, Remember Colton just goes and sits in the middle of the mm. fight? Like physically blocking the argument. Yes. Peter kind of does the same thing, but but brings a Ben Higgins-like quality, like trying to like moderate, but really poorly. And like, I just think it's like funny to watch. So I entertain, I find it entertaining, but I don't particularly enjoy I guess I'm just not, I'm not attracted to him as part of it. And Interesting. He's just, he's just not for me for some reason. I think. But I keep thinking about what I like it better if Tyler was Bachelor. And I don't think so. Oh, no, I don't think so. I mean, as much as I love Tyler and Hannah's season, and look, could he have made a great season of The Bachelor? Sure. But the thing is, I do always go back to the show has been on for, what, 18 years? Yeah. The show makes great television. I mean, we put a lot of emphasis on who should be the lead, who should be the lead. And is that important? Yes. But I think that's the difference of whether it's a great season versus a good season. I always love the show. Yeah. You know, I didn't love our, our, our season isn't going to go down as one of my best ever, but the ending was insane and I still watched it and enjoyed it. And so I would say he was not a great lead, but I still liked the show. You know what I mean? So I think Tyler would have given, we would have had a just fine season of The Bachelor and it would have been good in different ways. I think Peter's season is going to get Really, because he's so he gets so invested. He's in these so women. sensitive in a sweet way. It's very sweet. I, I guess Peter's very sweet, and I'm just sort of like, is there more than the sweetness? You Interesting, because you like Ben so much. So I'm interested in the separation here because they're very similar to me. Interesting. I don't know. We're getting deep in Juliet analysis. <laughs> Team no, I, both. To be honest. Team both. <laughs> to be honest, I I like don't want to talk about Ben because I feel like I talk about him too much. <laughs> That I'm just like embarrassed. I'm just like, I can't name check Ben every single well, week. Well, I think they look and sound alike. There's a lot of similarities They do. To they me. speak similarly. They have similar phrasing and cadence. As Ben as Bachelor, not as Ben as human, yes, but like yes. Ben as Bachelor. I, I, I think the, the Bachelor I wish I could have seen the most is Jason Tardick. If he hadn't met Caitlin, oh. I think he would have been a phenomenal Bachelor. Interesting. I disagree. Too boring? I, I don't remember. I mean, what I always look at, I mean, you look at a lot of things, but like if I think about Jason on Becca's season— I don't remember much about it. I think Jason's such a nice guy, but I'm just, I am I thinking about good TV? I don't remember like big emotional moments from Jason or all these things. With Peter, I mean, we saw him sobbing when Hannah sent him home. And that was kind of the moment I remembered. And now we're seeing him get really, really emotional. And I think he gets so invested in these women that especially as things wind down, I think he's going to be really torn, real messed up about it. He told me he, he, he feels he cries more than any other Bachelor ever has before. Really? Well, I, I think that's great. I mean, I support that. It's a type I, of season. I don't dislike Peter. I think that I just have always watched this show as if, like, if I were on it. And ah. so I'm just not attracted to Peter. So I'm like, okay. There you go. I guess. Also, I think he just seems really young. That's the other thing. Even though he's not that young. But, okay, but you're so job forward, and he's the best job that Elite's had in a long time. I've had a job since I was 18. You can have a job and also be immature. I'm just saying that's a plus for him. Yes, definitely. 100%. Yes. <laughs> I like I like that about him. I'm just not attracted to him is what I'm saying. Okay? I, Again, we, we're digging in. Can we just quickly talk about Kelsey? We didn't talk about her at all. Oh, oh my God. I forgot it's okay. about I, that. It was the most boring, so I put it at the end on purpose. But I just want to say, Kelsey is actually reminding me of Ashley Frazier. Remember her? I don't. She was on Sean Lowe's season. And she just, I just, I like Kelsey, but I also, I, I fear for her. She's like a little bit too normal and a little bit too weird in a way that doesn't play well on television. Oh. Oh, interesting. I find her to be a bit fragile. Yes. Not in a bad way, but so she Ashley. definitely gets yeah. emotional. Yeah. I actually thought Kelsey did such a 180 on this one-on-one date. She was like a chill-ass bitch. I loved it. Right. Yeah. She's dancing. She's having fun. She's just going with the flow. She's opening up and getting deep. 
I sort of loved this narrative and this arc because so rarely do we have someone who seems fairly villainous or has such a gaffe moment in the beginning, and then they really normalize. And that's what she did. Like, usually somebody who spits champagne up in their own face on night one and becomes like this iconic gifable moment is not going to turn into a grounded human I who know. we're rooting for on this show. And I love that Kelsey took that turn. I do too. I was like, that's the most confident thing anyone on the show could have said. To be like, whoever you would like to be here should be here so you can know that when you choose me, you've picked the right person. What a wonderful answer. An absolutely perfect response. And you can tell Peter's really listening to people because he hears important things and he remembers them. And I also just felt like he was really listening when Kelsey was telling her story on this date, which is another thing I like about him. It feels genuine to me that he's really digging in with these women. Um, So yeah, big cheer. Cheers for Kelsey. Yeah, cheer, <laughs> cheers for Kelsey. Uh, I like her. Also, someone DM this to me that she's like very good at her job. Um, Professional at, clothier. Yeah, which is like, I think being like a personal stylist kind of thing. It's a confusing job title they've yes. given her. I think it might be more real than they're yes, putting on. I think on. it is more real and apparently she's quite good at it. So. Well, because she's 28, so she's got to be, I, I mean, not that you can't have a great job at 23, but when these women are like 20 to 23, I'm just like, especially if you went to college, you've not had enough time to build a real career yet. Yeah. You've, you're, you're fresh out. But if you're 28, you have to have been like working in the world as a person for totally. a while. So she must be. I also feel like Peter's really open to anyone because like, which is also, again, very sweet. <laughs> but he like had a great time with Ash, with Victoria F, gave her the date. And then I just think Kelsey seems like the polar opposite of Victoria. Like she's really serious and she doesn't whine, but she cries. Like it's just sort of like a, I don't know. She just seems like less fun to me but like more and like more serious but Peter seemed to like her he just seems to basically like everyone at this point it's it's a season where it's really hard to tell who the front runners are to yeah. me it really is and but yeah and because that's the, part of why I'm loving watching it too and the women who we got a lot of at first like Madison Kelly and Hannah Ann are barely in this episode yeah which I guess is like cool I suppose <laughs> I, don't, I don't know I guess I'm still working through how I feel about all of this wow we're still processing we're yeah. still processing it was a big episode <laughs> It really was. I really enjoyed it. I'm so glad you were here. I'm genuinely excited to follow up with Entertainment Tonight to see what Chase Rice had to say. Thank you. Uh, everyone should as well. Don't forget to check out Lauren on Entertainment Tonight on CBS. And of course, Roses and Rosé on the Entertainment Tonight YouTube channel. And hopefully she'll be back here because, you know, just love chatting with you. Julia, thank you so much. You. Truly, always a treat and a dream. Thanks again. Thanks to Crate and Barrel. And don't forget to get your Hallmark cards. <laughs> 